everyone. Welcome to our second podcast of the month for August. I am very excited to talk a little bit about what the national month is in regards to vision loss and things like that. And I didn't know this till I started Googling that August is actually National Eye Exam Month. So we're going to discuss um, a little bit of why it's important to get your eyes checked, um, some of the diseases that you may want to actually know about, and you're going to learn that from an eye exam, um, some places to get eye exams or get help with getting glasses and things like that. So stay tuned. Hope you guys are ready for today's podcast. Welcome to the CRAB Podcast. Here at Children Raised Around the Blind, we have two goals. Our first goal is to help those living with the blind to understand them better and to help children through the difficulties that come from living with a blind parent. Secondly, we want to spread awareness of the blind community. Here on the podcast, we will share the things that blind people can do and ways the sighted world can include them in everyday life. Join us twice a month to learn about the visually impaired community. Okay, so let's jump right in. So I was reading some statistics on um, here in the United States. Now, these are all for the United States. I know I have some listeners that may be in other countries and things like that. Um, But they were saying it is recommended that everyone get an eye exam every two to four years, starting at age 40 to 65, and every one to two years after age 65. Now that is if you have never had any sort of vision issues. It's like, I'm not wearing my glasses right now for this video, but I do wear glasses for reading. Um, I wear them 90% of the time just because it's easier than having to put them on and off, except in summer when it's hot and sweaty and (laughs) sometimes just feels uncomfortable. Um, But going and getting your eyes checked is a really, really big thing. Um, it's some of the statistics they were talking about with, um, even children who are not getting eye exams. And that's, um, a big concern for me because I started wearing glasses at 10 because I started having blackouts. So I would be, was homeschooled, but doing my schoolwork in my room and all of a sudden I'd see spots. And then all of a sudden I would end up like face planning into my books and we'll wake up probably a minute or two later, um, but it was really weird. And so went to the eye doctor and found out that I was straining my eyes too much. And so it was causing them to have some issues. So I wore glasses from the age of 10 till 24. My vision had actually cleared up and gotten really good, which they said can happen in your 20s. Wasn't going to complain. Um, so then I went... Um, I did one more eye exam, I think, after that, and then I didn't go back to the eye doctor until I was 28 after I had my um, first child, so that was almost three and a half, four years, and um, realized my vision was changing again. I can feel really slight changes in my vision. A lot of people, eye doctors, like, most people don't notice this, and I'm like, well, when the letters start getting this little bit of fuzzy around the edge... I want to go ahead and get corrective lenses. I want something stronger. 
Um, so since then I've had glasses pretty regularly. Um, I will skip my exam more than likely this year just because I am pregnant again. And during pregnancy, your vision changes quite frequently. So I'll have days where I don't need my glasses at all and my eyes don't get tired and they don't hurt. And then I'll have other days where when I wake up, I have to put them on. I can tell um, that I'm straining, that they hurt really bad. And so it's just better to put them on and wear them. So um, let's just talk a little bit about, you know, what is an eye exam? So you're going to go to an eye doctor, an ophthalmologist or optometrist, depending, you know, what's available in your area. It's about 20 to 30 minutes. It's really not that difficult. Um, some of the big things that I would say is to make sure that they do all of the various testing. So um, like from our family, my mom was born with glaucoma. And so she was given a one in four chance of it being hereditarily passed down because she had it at birth. Most people get it as they age or various things um, versus hers was always there. So I always get my glaucoma checked. They check the pressure in my eyes, um, you know, do the eye dilation, make sure that they're able to see everything. There's no retina issues. There's nothing else inside my eye that's happening. And then sitting there and reading the letters. Yes, it's annoying, but it's really good. And sometimes you say, well, you know, I'm fine because, you know, maybe you've adjusted to it. But there is something about, I always tell the eye doctor when I get my new prescription, when the letters pop out at you from the paper you're reading, it's a really cool feeling. Um, so for some stats in the United States, now this is from National Today. Uh, one is it's estimated that around 12.2 million Americans need vision correction. Um, number two, somewhere around half of all children under the age of 10 have never had their eyes checked, which is just astounding to me. Um, I know, you know, we have insurance issues and things like that. Um, but there are programs to help. We'll talk about that as part of this as well. Number three, the eyes have it. While it takes some time for most body part, most parts of your body to warm up to their full potential, your eyes operate at 100% at all times. So the minute your eyelids are open, your eyes are working. You know, it's not like your muscles and you stretch in the morning and you work on your eyes are good. So if you're having vision issues, especially if you're um, straining a lot during the day and squinting a lot, and then at night and it's darker, it can really cause some damage um, and putting too much strain on that. Number four was seeing is a big part of everyday life. It requires about half of the brain to get involved. And number five, eyes can be fixed. So most vision problems worldwide are avoidable or curable. Now that doesn't mean all, but I know like in our instance with um, potential for glaucoma, glaucoma have drops now. Um, I know someone who has um, one of the retinopathies and I can't remember then which version he has, but he's done some injections to help keep his vision alive. So there are things we can do if it's cataracts, you know, there's cataract surgeries to remove those cataracts. There's a lot of research. There's um, a really interesting company called um, 
Foundation Fighting for Blindness that I just learned about um, more about them over the summer. And they're, they're actually doing trials on different medications and things to help with certain eye diseases. Not everything's curable. You know, there's still some out there, but they're working really hard with researchers to help fund that and to get people on board to trial out different things for vision loss. Um, it's, yeah, it feels hard when you think about oh man, I'm going to have to get my vision checked. And I get that. But I think it's something we need We need to strive to do better at. Um, there's a worldwide organization called Lions Clubs. You guys may or may not be aware of, but they, one of their big things that they work towards is vision. And that's doing both screenings and then being able to help fund eye exams and glasses and things for people of low income who are struggling and may not be able to afford that eye exam, but it's, it's important, you know, getting glasses in third world countries. We collect glasses here in my state and they go to a lighthouse and are sorted and then get sent out with different missions teams who are going overseas for them to do vision clinics over there. And then they get to use the glasses that we've recycled. So there's a lot of ways to help. There's a lot of reason that you know, having your eyes checked may sound really stupid. You may say, oh, I can see fine. I'm good. That's that's fine. Like, go get an eye exam every three, four years. That's totally fine. But if you're starting to have issues, you need to go ahead and start working on that now because your eyes are important. Now here at CRAB, you know, we focus a lot on what people with vision loss can do because I don't also don't want people to be scared. I don't want someone to know they're having difficulty seeing, get a diagnosis where there's not a cure and corrective lenses is not going to get them back to 22, sorry, to 2020 vision. But I want you to know that you're still capable of doing things, even if you have vision loss. Um, the number one, one of the top leading causes in the United States and probably outside the United States of vision loss and complete blindness is diabetes. And you know, that plays a big role. That's a lot of people. Age is a big factor. And so taking the time to get, um, to get it covered. I do self-pay with my personal doctor. Sometimes it's cheaper than insurance, honestly. And I pay less than a hundred bucks for an exam. And then you can go online and I go online and order my prescription glasses online. So I get my prescription, I plug it into a website and I automatically get um, that website will send me a pair of glasses in about two weeks. And all in all, when I got my last set of glasses, um, I think in total I spent between the eye exam and the glasses $150. I got three pairs of glasses. Two of them have the blue light blocker, which is important if you can afford, <coughs> excuse me, if you can afford to get that blue light blocker, as I'm doing this, I'm staring at my phone screen and the computer screen. So it helps minimize that um, light that's coming in. And 150 bucks when I had eye insurance and we went to the eye doctor, my copay was like $50, I want to say 30 or 50. 
And then they took a percentage off the frames and the lenses and all of that stuff that I chose from the doctor's office. Well, it ended up being, I think when I looked back, it was like $120 with insurance, you know? So there are so many options out there. So reach out to someone in your community who, um, who has those answers, research online, different things like that. Make sure that you're taking care of your eye health because it really makes a difference. There's also um, another place if you're needing financial assistance. I mentioned Lions Club. There's also preventblindness.org. They are also capable of putting you in touch with different providers in your area and people to help you with financing. Because I understand, I get it. Not all of us have insurance. Not all of us have $150 laying around. But really, really, really want to encourage everybody to get your eye exam. You don't have to do it in August. I'm taking my daughter. I think we're going to probably set up an appointment into November, December for her and I to go get our eyes checked because she's having some issues, even though she passed the regular uh, doctor screening, being able to read the letters and stuff like that. Um, she's starting to have some vision issues with doing school. And um, hey, you start seeing spots in your eyes. If it's a regular thing, we will go. We'll take you to the doctor. And she might end up with glasses. She's totally cool with it. She thinks it'll be the coolest thing in the world to wear glasses. Like, okay, <laughs> whatever floats your boat, kiddo. As long as you remember, you have to wear them. So that is pretty much what I wanted to cover today here in the podcast. I know it's a little shorter, um, but eye exams are important. Eye health is important. You know, if you know you're dealing with some sort of eye disease, you know, stay on top of it. Do the things that you need to do to help your body, to keep your vision as long as possible. But also know that here at Grab, we're, we're here to support and we're here to, you know, let you know that it's not all lost because you're losing vision or you have an incurable eye disease or, you know, you're looking around going, well, this doesn't work for me anymore. That's, that's what we're here for too. That's why we support families and we support getting things done, building a community and being able to help, um, help you know that it's going to be okay. Getting that information out in the hands of eye doctors, that's a, a big goal, a big ask of myself to start reaching out to eye doctors and saying, hey, if you have someone with a diagnosis who comes in, you can send them our way because this is what we do. We share information. We want to be here to support you guys. So Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I am looking forward to September. I've got to record a couple podcasts in advance, hopefully. I keep saying that all summer and time time is being spent in other ways on a personal note. I do want to make mention real quick before I get off. Um, Crab has online courses. I think I've only mentioned it maybe once. If you go to our website, childrenraisedaroundtheblind.net, not .org, .net, um, you can see the courses we have. We have one on just the basics of interacting with the blind person, some information, how to talk, how to speak, how to make everyday changes in your life that will make it easier when you run into someone with vision loss. Um, because not everybody who has vision loss is you're going to be someone you're going to notice or look like they don't have usable vision. 
So um, keep that in mind. We have one on sighted guiding because that's what I grew up calling it. Um, giving directions, guide dog users, things like that. Some information for that. And then the goal is by August 31st to have our third course up and that's gonna be social media accessibility as well as PowerPoint presentation accessibility. Talking through if you're on social media, whether that's a personal or a business account, how do you use alt text? How do you use comment section? How do you make things accessible for someone with vision loss? And um, then we're also covering PowerPoint presentations because a lot of people like to run PowerPoints at the beginning of sessions or maybe like in between things. And that's great. But if you're not reading everything on that screen, you're leaving out somebody who can't see the screen. And so we're talking about um, how to copy and paste that into a file that could be emailed out or sent, you know, to that person. And then also, you do know you can record on your PowerPoint and you could describe. So if you're doing it as a memorial at the end of a year or something, you can literally put those pictures up there and record your voice saying the person's name and the years, you know, they were alive and different things like that that are totally possible. So look for that course to launch on the 31st. I think I'm down to two more sections that I have to finish up. So that's August 31st is my deadline. So go check out our courses. Um, they're all free right now. The one on social media will, January 1st, will start to become a paid one. And we're hoping to have a website one up too. That one will, again, also be paid once January hits. It's not anything major. It's going to be about 10 bucks for you to take those two courses. The other two are free forever um, because I want that information available to anyone who needs it, who wants to access it, who is just looking for information like that. Um, so share the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it and we will see you guys in September. Bye.